Is he just going to stare at me the entire time? What addictions do you brag about? Because you TikTok people are a little much. Yeah, it's getting worse. It, I mean, it's. In, I saw at my gym, they have a, a, a screen up that shows you the most downloaded apps, paid and free. It's the number one uh, downloaded app over Facebook, over Instagram, all Everything. that shit. Yep. And the people who are into it really want to let you know, like, hey, I seriously sit down and watch TikTok for nine hours a day. You can't beat me. And I'm just like, you're fucking sad, man. Yeah. yeah well, Andrew, right. Are, I can't beat you. Are you all right? Yeah. Like, I'm worried about you now. Well, and the problem with those addictions, like any addiction, is you don't know it's an addiction or a problem until it becomes a problem. I can quit whenever I want. Tyler. I just don't want to. I don't want to because they, they've, they've created this perfect thing to get me wrapped up and make me feel like I'm living life, you know, a half mile at a time, Tyler. Yeah, and you're you're watching other people's uh, highlight reels. Same thing with Instagram. And you start judging yourself and comparing yourself based on these other people's lives, and it's unhealthy for us all. More like these other people's lies. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear that sound in the background, <laughs> oh, yeah. we have no air conditioning in our studio right now. What, what? And we have a fan blowing on us, so if you just hear... <laughs> That's me motorboating Tyler's testicles. I don't do a very good fan, but if you hear that noise... I'm getting my testicles <laughs> motorboated. <laughs> now, can you think of anything else that people are addicted to? And like you described, cocaine. Okay, let's let's. Oh, all, uh, oh sorry. yeah, you jumped right in on that one. You're very, you've been very. Uh, I want to be supportive, nervous, and very high energy today. I Tyler. just don't. What's going on? I, I don't like the third party in the room. All right, now is and there? He's, so won't take his eyes off me. Yes, Deller, he's here for our safety. Okay, now I can think of an addiction in my own life. Crack. Uh, okay, please stop guessing things. I want to help, and they're all really the same thing. They're just iterations of the. the That's fair. Yeah, crack while you're on coke. Okay, hookers. Okay. I'm done. I mean, you're going to need Coke for that. I'm telling you right now. The gym. I'm addicted to the gym. Oh. And it's something that I'm proud of. And it is an addiction. Mm -hmm. the, much like your crack and Coke while you're with hookers. Keeps I, me thin, right? I, it does not. You're going to need to step up your dosage. I go in there and I get those chemicals from working out. And I'm definitely addicted to those chemicals. The endorphins. I, yeah. I don't feel the same without them. And then I like to show it off to people. I'm a douche. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's basically TikTok. Um, but with muscles. So I guess you win. You're right. If, if yeah. you don't say that, I'll beat the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, what about that's healthy. What about drinking? I think that a lot of people are addicted to drinking. Sure. You know, teenagers will put liquor bottles up on their cabinets. You teenagers, say. that's younger twenties are still doing that. Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you need an interior decorator who isn't fucking Jim Beam. Um, I think, oh man, I was so hammered the other night. People say that as, as a weird way of bragging. Do you agree with that? Sure. It's, it alludes to that. You had a great time. You, you were I got hammered the other night. Like, congratulations. Your liver. Okay, bro. Uh, what about sports is sports an addiction that people brag about? I mean, playing them. No gambling on them. Sure. Gambling on them, just being defined through a team. Oh, you yes. don't realize yeah. that all of a sudden your personality is now the Miami dolphins. And nobody wants to talk to you, man. No, like, honestly, no. I don't care about the third linebacker in the depth chart. Hey, that, 19, that 1977 fact is really interesting. Fukuf. I couldn't give a shit. Damn right. So when it comes. Woo. When it comes to playing with your balls and bragging about it. My name is Ryan. My name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate.
Salutations, my Haitians, and welcome to the show that was addicted to the hokey pokey, but it turned itself around. To my left, Platano and Payamas, Mr. Tyler Menendez. Tyler, how you been being? Would you call me a banana what? <laughs> in Payamas. What does that mean? Pajamas, dummy. Banana in pajamas? You don't know the banana in pajamas? It's an old I, show from probably your childhood. Teletubby ass gets bananas. They're in pajamas. I do not. Fuck you. All right. On today's show, we bring back a classic with a new little twist. Pick a side, Tyler. Oh, that's a good one. Culinary edition. Ooh. We are going to get down to Tyler's culinary taste, and I'm going to I'm gonna nail him down. I'm going to... Pick all of the sides if it's with food. We're going to find out. I guess so. I don't like the sound of that. And later on today's show, Ryan, I have a totally original idea. That's what you say whenever you steal something from somebody. So we're all totally going to find out. Original idea. I, we'll see what I'm doing with my I hands. Do, I do. It's a chopping yeah. motion. No, it I, means I do. That is the end of this discussion. Yeah, yeah. Not a visual medium. Number one. And Until number I two, start talking. Uh, hilarity is about to ensue. So everybody, tuck yourselves in, buckle yourself up, uh, strap yourself on. Let's do this. On to what? <laughs> they are know. strapping themselves onto something. I'm sure we could find something. <laughs> now, Tyler. Let's do something unorthodox, okay? I talked about in the pregame, which is at the very end of the show, where Tyler and I loosen up. This one was vaguely racist. We were just joking around. Vaguely. I want to do our shameful admissions right here at the top of the show. Sure, okay? sure. Now, to describe to everybody who doesn't know what it is, please tell them. I mean, it's self uh, evidentiary, but please describe to them what shameful admissions is, Tyler. Well, thank you for including me. I love it when you ask me to explain these things. I need things. a breath. I, I, I talk so much. No, just say you're, wel you're welcome because it brings me great joy when I get to talk. I do it for myself. Shameful. <laughs> just stop ruining these moments. Shameful admission. I don't like it when you're happy. These are time capsules and you are putting negativity into them. Anyway, shameful admissions is, is, shameful admissions is where Ryan and I give a, a story, an example of our lives, something that happens in our life or has happened in our lives that brings us shame. Now, the one caveat I will give is that I don't really know how to play this game. You suck at it so bad. I, I, I divulge either too much or too little, right, and right. it gives Ryan anxiety on because the Because here's the thing. There was maybe one of the few times that we've ever had to just completely cancel something out of the show. Is <laughs> we cut out the whole thing. <laughs> I, Tyler told a shameful admission that went on for about six minutes. <laughs> And I huddled in, he didn't even pick up on the vibes of me, huddled in the corner of the studio like a puddle with eyes. I, every cell in my body was trying to get away from him and he had a big old grin on his face and I'm like, well, let's do that over, Tyler. Well, actually, it wasn't in the studio. When we did our first shameful admission where I told that story, it was during session zero, and we were in a closet. Oh, we were in we my were closet. We were face to face, yeah. and you were tighter yeah. than a rubber band ball, and yeah. I was not picking up on it at all. It was incredible. I don't want to talk about it because I've shoved it way down. I have PTSD. I want to make some... I want to make some branding for shameful admissions because I like it so much. Okay. But let's go ahead and dive right in, Tyler. All right. Well, now that you brought it up, I'm just going to retell that old story. Please don't story. tell that. I can't go through that again, Tyler. Don't send me back to Vietnam. You know what? We'll do it during a live show. No, our very first live show. No, then you get to see everybody's face as they hear it. Let's do it on the last show. When we're finally at the level that we need to be at, then I'm okay with admitting some of those things. Ryan, when I tell that story, it will be our last That's show. That's what I'm saying. It's, after that, we're all going to commit suicide like Jim Jones. Or be forced into it by like the people holding the guns at Jonestown. Like Jim Jones. Yeah. Um. 
This one, I have a really innocuous one, and it kind of ties into uh, a story that I told last week, which that itself was a shameful admission. I, <laughs> Everything's a shameful admission around here. My whole life that. is a shame. We're changing the name of the show. I cannot seem to eat a meal without spilling food on my shirt. I am like a baby. Yeah. I have evidence right in front of you. I, I noticed that. Did, did that happen on the way over here? Yes. Oh, that's how it took you so long to get over here. I, well, I had you. to get some food. What'd you get? McDonald's. Okay. What'd you get at McDonald's? Two cheeseburgers, large with a Coke. Ah, Delicious. The old two, two cheeseburgers meal. Do you ever get anything other than that? Sure. They got that new chicken sandwich. Oh, that yeah. is nice. Banging. Nice. Are, nice. Are, they, are they paying us to say all this? Banging, we said. Maybe we'll just go ahead and throw it out there organically and see what comes back. Send me a crispy chicken sandwich, McDonald's. When I think of organically, I think of McDonald's. I'll so, do whatever you want. Describe to me. <laughs> Anything for a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Put a chicken nugget inside of me. I don't care. Uh, so what happened with this particular stain that I'm looking at? You're driving. You got the two cheeseburgers at a fry. I no uh no this was a cheeseburger I I don't like it when any of the ketchup spills because the ketchup is just one of the best parts on there Fuck yeah and uh and I was just eating and and as I said in last episode and especially when I'm alone I become Jabba the fucking hut man I, love it, man. I just start throwing food in I my face it. and seeing what sticks like that <laughs> like that uh Leonardo DiCaprio scene in Wolf of Wall Street where they're just throwing midgets at a target and I don't think you can say that small people at a target in a harness it's like food hitting my face and I'm hoping something sticks. Okay, so Tyler's food is like midgets. That's great. I'm glad that we did this. I'm glad we got there. Um, okay, that's good. And that wasn't a crazy one. I will tell you this. A shameful admission addendum to your shameful admission is if I get a stain on my shirt, I will go home for the night. I am not going out with a stain uh, on my shirt. Yeah. I truly will not. Yeah. What well, what do you, and obviously there's nothing you can do in that moment, but what is the thought or feeling that goes through you when you get a stain on your shirt in the middle of you being out. Well, the fact of the matter. Well, I'll go home. I don't. I'll give you. The, I'll give you the Irish goodbye. All of a sudden, where's Ryan? Where last I saw him, he was eating a meatball sub. Where'd Ryan go? Um, is that an Irish goodbye? That's well, like an Italian goodbye. Oh, I was an Italian food. Do you know what an Irish goodbye is? I do not. It's where you leave a party without saying goodbye to anybody. We can review. I think we I can that. review. Is that sure. racist? Uh, to call that a, can I can I mention anybody's ethnicity anymore? We're Irish. Oh, you're, yeah. you're good. You're good. Yeah. Well, then fuck you. Mix. So. Uh, not a visual medium, but my eyebrows are up in the air. We'll, we'll bleep that. Okay, now here's my shameful admission, Tyler. And this is real. This is real, and it sounds like I a joke. It. Everything that I do is a bit. I don't know where the bit starts and I end. One of my deepest regrets that I have in my life, and I think about this more often than I would like to admit. Okay. Is never having punched somebody in the face as hard as I can. I've never punched anybody in the face, let alone as hard as I can. And the thing is, I feel as though th that time in my life has come and gone and I'm rueful because of it. I'm wistful. I look back on my on my time of of my, my teenage years where I could have, you know, not gone to real jail jail for it. Mm -hmm. And I miss that opportunity. It's like college. I, 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 I missed it, you know. I have never punched anybody in the face either, but I, I have two questions. <laughs> First of all, why do you want to punch somebody in the face? I just face? want to see what sort of devastation I could do to somebody. It doesn't even have to be an adult. It could be a baby. It could be a dog. Mm. I don't care what kind of a face it is. Well, you know I would I mean? suggest going baby. They're much squishier and softer. You would save your hand and any I, kind of damage. Damn right. And, yeah. and I feel like I would get a real quantifiable, uh, you know, number with their bendable bones and all that stuff. The soft spot. That's all, fair. All of that. That's fair. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Um, and the second question is, sure. I don't think that's true. And I don't know if you're going to want to cut this whole story out. What? Uh, you got into that fight one time and you, and you, you hit that guy and then kicked him to keep him down. I pushed him ah. and then I, and listen, no, I, you had to kick him. I, I, just so everybody knows, I, it's the only fight I've ever been in, in my life. I've been punched in my face, but I never punched back. Ah. I, I asked this guy over and over to get out of my face. I did. This was over a span of different meetings with this man. Mm -hmm. I begged him to stop. He was after this woman that I was with who I wasn't even dating. I told him he could have her if he could get her. <laughs> And he would not stop. And I pushed him over and I kicked him in the ribs. Sh second shameful admission, I guess. And then I started crying. I then started crying because this guy made me do it. So anyway. That's not a shameful admission. You could have broken that guy's ribs and punctured his heart. Though. I think I might have. He, he crawled over to a bench and whimpered like a like a vacuum with a oh, hole in the bag. Now, that, I mean? now that makes me sad. It was really sad. And yeah. I cried to him and I yelled, why did you make me do this to you? Yeah. Didn't, I, didn't he say, I'm not even going to remember you tomorrow, dude? Yeah. Oh, shut up, Tyler. Uh, yeah. Why are you doing? Hey, he said, yeah. I won't even remember this tomorrow. He tried to tell me how bad his life was. I kicked him again. <laughs> Let's do the depression index. Jeez, no that's one cares. fucking you don't sad. That, that is tough. If that guy's out there, I'm sorry I didn't finish you off and do the right thing. What the weekend, what the depression index is, is a machine that I built with my hands and kicked it in the ribs. And we crank it up every week to let you know how down we are. Tyler, are you ready for a bunch of cranks, buddy? Absolutely. What you got going on, man? Um, I, You know what? You just put it into perspective for me. I, I have been really down over this past week. You have. But, but at least I'm not that fucking guy. Well, you could be. My if you my, want to get in my face. No, I, I'm good. My I like my ribs exactly where they are. Non-puncturing my heart. Mick ribs. Now, Tyler, why have you been down over this last week? Do you know? Well, it's a theme that I want to be very careful with because as uh, Joyce Meyer, a woman who you love very much, or her, her teachings, as it were, sure. how she goes about teaching them, is you want to be careful of certain buzzwords because on the moment you say to a lot of people, meditation. Yep. Uh, you, I, I, you've already lost You me. immediately lose them. I don't care about whatever comes after that. So I want to be very careful about what I say and just speak um, uh, as scientifically as possible. Sure. When you're around people... And I think this is something that everybody can relate to. We want to be very careful around people who are incredibly negative. You want to be very careful. And I don't want to get into the hippy dippy voodoo bullshit of energy or anything like that. But everybody has been around somebody where you're just like, damn, you are so negative. Sometimes you don't even notice. It's just a vibe. Yeah. And, then, and then it hits you in the face all at once. And, and then it gets you into a sour mood and then you're the rest of your day is ruined the rest of your week is ruined and i do, and i you know what as i'm saying it i'm walking the the delicate line of uh, making it try to sound like it's not my fault the way i've been feeling and that couldn't be further from the truth who is it tyler who's doing this to you uh, no no it wasn't anybody specifically i think i just went to the wrong places this week and a lot of that garbage uh, rubbed off on me. is there any way you could tell me without calling people out by a specific name no is like it? it all started when i like i said last week when i went to hooters for that drink mm. and and i i, I mean there is nothing more depressing than sitting at a bar at Hooters. I used to work next to a Hooters, and I had some good Well, I had some turbulent times as well at that mm -hmm. Hooters, but I had some good times also. Mm -hmm. As we the universe wants to do, it balances everything out. Miss you, Hoots. <laughs> That's what got you kicked out of there. Yeah, Call they asked me to stop doing yeah. that. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so I... Uh, I've just been carrying this um, this bad vibe with me over the week, and I'm finally starting to shake it off. So I just say for this depression index, 
Wait, before you do, I would say, and we came in here, and I can already see that your vibe is turned around a little bit. Sure. We sat down. I made a joke about you needing to liven it up a little bit, and you and I, man, well, I think that we we help each other out when we're in those situations. For sure. Yeah. And 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 I like I said, I woke up this morning feeling much better, and tomorrow I might wake up feeling even better. I love it. So uh, for this week, I am at a seven. One, two, yes! three, four, five, Spin six, seven. Oh, hell yeah. Me too, buddy. All right, Tyler. Gay. It up. We here at Those Guys Who Ate are parlaying vocab. Maybe parlaying isn't the right way to say this. Maybe we here- What are you, a pirate? Parlay. 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 Anything with R in isn't pirate related. We here at Those Guys Who Ate are changing vocabulary. For some reason, over the last couple of weeks- I've been thinking a lot about, well, I mean, I guess my whole life, about what words mean, how we're using them. Do they actually have the meaning that we intend? And I talked recently about the word creepy and how the word creepy has been- uh, Weaponized. uh, You took the words right out of my mouth and we're using it to describe somebody in an unfair way. Yeah. And I said that I was against it, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I sided with you. Here's a thought that popped into my head. Okay? You're creepy. I am creepy AF, and I am in your bushes right now, <laughs> and I am digging that underwear, baby. You're lucky you're handsome. Oh, uh, thank God. Yeah. Th- I know. I am so creepy at work, and people just think I'm being flirtatious, those fucking idiots. So. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I'll see you tomorrow at four. So the deal is, is I've had another thought on creepy. Yes, it is being misused in a lot of circumstances, but I do believe that what comes off to creepy to a lot of women, I'm going to just say women here because you and I are both men, and I think women use it very rarely do you hear a man say, oh, that woman is so creepy. We use yeah. different words to describe that kind of thing with women. Very much so. She's needy or she, whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But with creepy itself, I think a big part of that is where the guy is being disingenuous. You're acting in a certain way, but your motives are actually something else. And then other people pick up on it. So while not saying that that the word creepy hasn't been weaponized and being used way too much and, and certain people are using it to get out of circumstances without putting any of the ownership on them where, hey, I just don't like your financial situation. Sure. I don't like your social situation. You've had that pimple on your nose for three months and it's at a whitehead state and nobody has mentioned it to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have a real family around you and you gross me out. I think that we all need to kind of look in at our motives. I think that we, am I really acting in a way that is true to my motives or am I trying to sugarcoat it in something else? Because that will always come off creepy. So some of the ownership is on you guys. Well, I think all of the ownership is on each of us, but I think the example that you used the last time we talked about creepy was you just seeing somebody across the room and going, that guy's creepy. That's unfair. What you're describing right now is somebody who is actually creepy. Somebody who says something, but whose behavior totally uh, uh, says that this is not who they are. This is not a genuine thing, what they are saying. That's but, creepy. Okay, but but let's not even bring, set, and we got to wrap this up because we get so gas bag redacious. No? Is that not a thing? We'll, uh, we'll fix that. Sure. Um, but the deal is, could you even be... Could you even be hiding your motives, even through a look, even through a vibe? I'm going to pretend like I'm a nice guy, but really deep down, this bitch owes me something. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? 
So I just think that we all need to examine our motives. That's it. Are you being disingenuous? I think sometimes you can emote that in a primal way, with a look, with a movement, the way that you poop your pants. So this week, I, I mean, man, there's so much going on. We're really, we've been unmoored, but I, I, I believe in this thing more than ever, man. I'm at a four. One, two, three, four, you know, whatever. Who gives a shit? And also- You just, you ruined the Christian index. fucking theater of the mind can suck my dick. And also, You're I want to person. do this uh, again. I've been recreating what the word cool means. I'm adding addendums to it. This week, what if we make the guy who knows how to take care of a woman cool instead of the guy who's just banging everybody and treating them shitty, which for some reason has been turned into cool? What if a woman who takes care of a guy and is honest with him, what if we make that cool again? Sure. Or a guy who takes care of a guy or a woman who takes care of a woman. Why we don't did care I do here. That? We don't care here. I am filled with hate. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you're just myopic. And, a a and non-binary person taking care of a houseplant. We don't give a shit. That's right. That's Let's right. Let's take care of whatever. Pansexuals taking care of bisexuals and, and heterosexuals taking care of asexuals. And, and, and a guy fucking a tree at fuckusorficus.com. Go check that out. Tyler, let's do this and then let's go take a break. Okay. All right. I want to do a little piece of my segment that we have not done in a very long time, okay? You are a proponent of nuance. Please describe to the audience what nuance is because it's a big old word, buddy. Nuance is finding the gray area in discussion. So right now, a great example in our current climate is politics. You have so many people who are either one side or the other side. They are absolutists about it, and there is no give and take. Nuance is being able to go into these issues and saying, hey, this right here is something, but this over here says this and finding the little details in each story. I love it. Thank you. Now, while nuance is generally a good principle to live on, it makes really boring fucking radio. So what the so what this segment is all about is Tyler, a man of nuance has to pick a side, hence the name pick a side. So I'm going to set the stage for you here. Okay. And I have this, I have this all lined up with music. I've got this, this whole thing produced. Okay. So this is how it's going to come down the pike for you. Okay. I'm going to say to you, French toast or pancakes and no waffling. <laughs> so Tyler, are you ready to play the game? That sounds like every Scoopy... That sounds like every Scooby-Doo episode from my childhood. We're not going to edit that out. Scooby-Doo. I want everybody <laughs> to hear the name Scooby-Doo. Okay. I, if that doesn't make the show name, I'm going to punch myself in the dick. Now, do not interrupt the imaging because it's very important. Are you ready to play, buddy? Sure. Tyler loves his nuance. It's never this or that. It's somewhere in the middle, opinionless crap. He can try and can try, but we'll make him decide, so come on. Now here's a culinary treat that people fight over all the time, which is weird because it's made out of raccoon anuses. Hot dogs, Tyler. Do you put ketchup on it? Do you put mustard on it? Some people will fight you over putting ketchup on a hot dog. I know how I feel, but I'm gonna nail you down on this one, buddy. Immigration, keep them out or let them in. What do you think, Tyler? Can't we just talk about raccoon anuses? You gotta pick a side here, Tyler. Do we just lift the veil and let them all sneak in? Or do we keep them out? What are you thinking, buddy? So so it's either let them in or let nobody in? Pick a side. What don't you understand, dude? Let them in. Let, her, let, 
let them in. I mean, what's that going to do to our economy, Tyler? I mean, honestly, if you were to ask me, I, I think it's there's a, it's a gray area. But I mean, you think just let them all in? I hate you. What so if they're much. terrorists, Tyler? You don't care about that? <laughs> You're such a bad person. You don't even I, check them out at all. I agree with helping people. So if it's help no one or help everyone, I pick helping everyone. Well, you have to pick a side. But I, I man, okay, hey, controversial stance, but I appreciate you being so honest. Wow. Yeah. Tyler's just letting everybody run through the fucking turnstile. Well, good luck getting a job, you a-holes. Tyler, let's let's uh let's take a break. And uh I don't know, I think we really need to talk about this. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So, what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you can sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. On this piece of paper, the world's hardest tongue twister, Tyler. Oh, wow. And I would love for you to give it a shot. You hate. And I didn't even do my, hold on, I gotta do my tongue warm up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. That's enough tongue warm-ups. <laughs> Those guys you hate. Red circle. Tyler! Oh, my goodness. We are literally sitting in a room right now that has got to be, what, 85 degrees? It's a hot box. It's incredible because yeah. we are at our parents' house as we're getting the studio set up, mm -hmm. and their air conditioning broke, and we are upstairs in, in just, I mean, ridiculous. This is torturous heat, Tyler. Heat rises, Ryan. Shut up. And we are in the center of it. We are the eye of the storm. Tyler, the deal with this show is we need to figure out branding. We just talk and we talk, and what we need is just these little things to differentiate that idea from this idea. Sure. So I've done this on the last two shows, and I, I'm wondering if we could figure out some sort of branding. Am I alone in this? Where I said that about if you see a guy on a bike and he's not wearing exercise clothes, you assume that he's had a DUI. Sure. You see a teenage, a teenage boy with a black eye, you figure he's a dickhead who got what he deserved. That one makes me a little more uncomfortable. What's the problem with that? Okay, now, am I alone in this, Tyler? Okay. Whenever I see a man or a woman, I guess. Okay. But generally, I, 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 asso I associate this with a man. I don't know why. Well, that's your sexism. Yeah. 
women aren't allowed to do stuff by themselves. When I see a man eating an opulent dinner by himself, okay? Okay. The first thing that I think, this guy's going to kill himself tonight. Oh, get the- It's a final hurrah. Get the hell this out of here. This guy's wearing his nicest suit. This guy's going to be hanging from the rafters within 30 minutes. He's going to take a shot, you know, go home. I mean, really, if you think about it, that's super fucked up because you poop when you die. That's exactly and, right. And all of that's going to be coming out. You're just leaving a bigger mess for the people who have to clean up after Sir, you. Sir, do you really need the tomahawk ribeye? Yeah. I mean, good. Are you sure you don't want to have a salad before you go? <laughs> so we need to figure out. Here's some cranberry juice, all right? Jeez, do yourself a favor. And, and could you just crumple up this newspaper and put it in your undies? <laughs> so I don't know if we call that, am I alone in this? I, sometimes I get on these tears and then this just goes on for a couple of weeks. But I don't agree with that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with treating yourself to a nice dinner or or a movie. A movie by yourself is awesome. Yeah, but you're the person that I know who's most likely to kill himself. So are you the right voice for this? Even joking, that's not even remotely true. But I love life, plus I'm a pussy. I don't want to put a gun to my head. That you won't. I won't. All right, Tyler, what about this? Okay, what about girl code? What about, what if we can figure out some sort of branding where Ryan Menendez explains girl code to you? I can help you. I understand these things. I'm like the, the, the I was going to say the chick whisperer, but that would have made me throw up in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I'm the chick whisperer, Tyler. Deuce chill. If a woman says to you, hey, Women must hit on you all the time. Mm -hmm. She's hitting on you. That's girl code, baby. Well, that's anybody. If a guy says that to a woman, not as it doesn't work as well. Why? Did somebody say that to you? Oh, sure. I get that all the time. Oh, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, just walking around with this face. You know, get it <sighs> Women do it, Tyler. It's girl code. I don't know nothing about boy code. Girl code is telling somebody if you telling another girl, if you see somebody drop something in your drink, you let them know. <laughs> I, I would be like, can I have one of whatever she's having? I mean, let's fucking mix this thing up. Yo, yo, dude, can I get one of those too? Oh my goodness. I'm actually building up a tolerance I'm going to need to. Okay, and those are all the segments that I would like to do in the future. Let's very quickly do a segment that we're very familiar with. Let's do the second round to pick a side. Tyler chooses nuance over obvious proof. If you need him, I'll get him. He's hiding from truth. We can pry and we'll pry and we'll make him decide. So come on. Now, this one has become a big deal over the last couple years. People are picking a side and now you're going to do the same. Pineapple on a pizza. Some people say I don't want hot fruit on my beautiful pie. Some people say that the sweetness with the saltiness is umami. I'm nailing you down, you son of a bitch. God, architect of the universe or just some sissy safety blanket? Pick a side, I really, I really don't appreciate this Where one. Where you at? You gotta choose one. I mean, is it so hard, Tyler? God, is he real? Pick a side. Uh, just to cover my ass, architect of the universe. Architect of the universe? Sure. Are you sure? Sure. So then how do you explain child AIDS, Tyler? What God would do that to us? Um, uh, a not very nice a one, I guess. A spiteful God. Yeah. Wow. I cannot yeah. believe that you just put your, I know how I feel, but I mean, it's, I don't know. Or I, maybe I, he created it and just let the dice roll where they may. Pick Whatever. a side, Tyler. I'm sorry. Is he doing it or not? Yes. Okay. Thank, wow. I can't believe that you're putting yourself out on a, on a, uh, out on the branch like that, but I mean, good I hate this. Wow, I hate this. Really incredible. I don't Tyler, like this don't game. Give a fuck, holy shit. Wow, I, you know what? I'm just reeling from that. 
Let's go ahead. Let's do something that I'm mostly comfortable in. I can't believe you said that. I Honestly, I, I may have to Neither distance can myself from you. Let's do Week in Review. <laughs> For everybody who doesn't know, Week in Review is the fact that Tyler and I are gas bags. We say all sorts of shit without knowing what's actually going on. We go back the next week. We make fun of each other. We make fun of ourselves. This is Week in Review. Tyler, last week you asked if humans understood the whole universe and if God invented punctuation. Nope. You're an idiot. I'm not even going to deal with that because those are both really I stupid. just said God was the architect of the universe. <laughs> Who cares about he that? He obviously created punctuation. Who cares about that? God is not important right now. This is. Whoa. I'm just kidding. You know I love Hot you so much. Please, please. You're the one who gave me this sense of humor. Please don't strike me down. Perhaps the most important week in review ever, and I mean that genuinely. I looked up, does gum in bushes kill birds? Does it? Yes. Nope. You're a liar. Tyler, I went to Snopes.com and I encourage you to do it as well. There are all sorts of articles out there that say that this was just a disingenuous post run amok. I have, there's lots of quotes that you could read from. There are a lot of things that you could do, but I'll just read you one from some zoo guy from somewhere. And I know that's a bullshit follow up, but I'm telling you, there are many articles about this. The birds we have here at the park it's unlikely that they would ever try to eat gum. They may pack at it once or twice and realize it's not something they want to eat. We've never had a bird die from eating gum. So I don't want to hear shit about this anymore, Tyler. The birds in the park. I mean, what a tiny little sample size. Oh, we've never had, hey, it's not raining outside, so obviously it doesn't rain anywhere else. That makes sense to me. What's the problem with you, man? I mean, what a weak argument. And how about this? I and So everybody knows the origin of this story is I have OCD, and I spit my gum in the same bush It's not OCD. You're just an asshole. Oh, isn't that what OCD is? <laughs> Obsessively compulsive dickhead? Uh, sure. So- I came to realize that gum is all still there. It's not being eaten. I'm watching it accumulate in a disgusting proportion. And Carlos, you need to go pick that up. That makes you a bad person. Fuck you. Stop perpetuating falsehoods. Ryan, last week we discussed the monarch butterfly population. Sure. And you asked me, what was up with that? And I <laughs> did. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something I'd say. Did I, did I find an answer? Affirmative. Ryan, I, this is actually really sad. Uh, the number of Western monarch butterflies wintering along the California coast has plummeted precipitously to a record low. Now, wintering is when they go out and they look for, um, you said it last week, I have it here, the silkweed. Oh, uh, milkweed. Milkweed, excuse milkweed, me. Which is the plant that the caterpillars are attracted to, and that's where they do all their dirty their dirty business. Correct. Well, uh, th when they winter, there is this huge mass, this 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 swarm of monarch butterflies. Wow, I would like to see. I bet there's a video of that out Absolutely. there. Absolutely, yeah. and it is a um, it is a sight that draws people from all over year after year after year. If it was spiders, it'd be a website. You're not getting a high five, but that was okay. Fuck you. <laughs> I put in the work. I would like to see your notes of what kind of work you're putting in. This is a terrible joke. You'll actually be sad to hear that last year, uh, the numbers were so small that 
people in the crowd started crying. Oh, that's terrible. You know what that makes me think of is when I was growing up in church, we did like an Easter service where everybody got an envelope. It was just torturing butterflies. With a butterfly in it. And I would say about 70% of them were dead. And that's what humans are doing to butterflies on a global scale. We should be doing that again. I had a really good time at that. Thank you very much, HHUMC. You were supposed to open the package and the butterfly was supposed to fly out, but almost everybody in the crowd just had to turn theirs upside down <laughs> and let it fall to the floor. And some wise old janitor was like, well, I guess I get my sweeping broom. And, and you kick it and you're like, come on, fly away. Come on, don't you're making me look bad. <laughs> so according to the Xerxes Society, which is a foundation uh, which is looking to preserve certain animals, including the butterfly, they have said that once it used to be tens of thousands of butterflies that would make this journey. Sure. During the wintertime, they would come down. So they're migrating. They were migrating. Sure. And going out looking for milkweed. It has gone from tens of thousands to roughly 2,000. And it is only getting worse. You know, you human beings are a real scourge across the th this this world that we have, and you're just going to ruin it. So good on you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they and we asked what was the reasoning behind this, and I made an educated guess, and I actually got both correct. It is the pesticides that we are using, sure. which directly kill butterflies and bees, and the fact that we're moving in on their territory where milkweed grows, there is less of it, less to sustain the population, killing off thousands. Well, and like I said, that there is somebody whom I care about very much who is planting milkweed on purpose to help the, the fight. For sure. And I love it. Tyler, last week I said that caterpillars turn into a form of goop when turning into a butterfly in the cocoon. Was I right? Well, you have your finger over the yes button, so I'm going to say yes. Nope. You liar. I was right, but how yeah. dare you <laughs> hack the system? This guy's hacking. Inside the chrysalis, which is the cocoon, a caterpillar's body digests itself from the inside out. So in other words, the same juices that it uses to digest food as a larva is now used to break down its own body, Tyler. Wow. Did you know that? I did not. So inside the chrysalis, inside the cocoon, the caterpillar turns into a actual liquid. It turns into a goop. Okay, then that fluid breaks down the old caterpillar's body into cells called imaginal cells, which is the goop. And imaginal cells are undifferentiated cells, which means they can become any type of cell, like stem cells in human beings. Very interesting. So it's basically you dream it, you do it. I That's love exactly it. right. So be the goop, you little bitches. Hmm. Those two things don't fit together. Last week, Ryan, I guessed at the first forensic practice, which I said was in the late 1800s and had to do with blood. Was I right? Nope. Not even close. I, I, I'm going to say, if this weekend review turned into you just telling us what you were right about, I was going to walk out of here. Well, I'm technically doing weekend review. No, I said the late 1800s and it had to do with blood. It was actually in the 1830s. Wow. And it was by a doctor that tested for cyanide in a man's bloodstream who was killed by his wife. Women are poisoners. We've <laughs> talked about that on the show. Every single woman is waiting to poison you. And the and just like an alligator, it, the method has not had to evolve at all because it is already perfect. It's, it's a perfect situation. And we love your work. You guys are doing a great job. Poisoning is the alligator of the murder world. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> okay. Tyler, on last week's show, we said that we were going to come up with some old-timey insults to trade back and Woo! forth. I'm so glad you did this. I thought you had forgotten. Oh, man. I was going to say, did you forget? And then I was going to hit 
Well, I'm going to do it like you did. Did you forget? <laughs> nope. Of course not, you <laughs> chucklehead, because you're all hat and no cattle, Tyler. Oh, I guess we're reading from the same uh, issue. Fuck. You just cut. You just clicked the top link, didn't you? <laughs> my one of my favorites is a blunderbuss, which is also a dumb blundering fellow. How am I supposed to create an incredible podcast when I have to molly coddle a nincompoop? Oh, you're obviously a Duke of Limbs. No, I guess I'd be a Duke of Limbs, a tall, awkward fellow. Flop doodle. Flop doodle. Well, you're death's <laughs> head upon a mop stick. A poor, miserable, emaciated fellow. He looked as pleasant as the pains of death. Oh shit! That's death's like, upon a mob. Death's head upon a mob stick. I like that. Man, that is like uh, internet trolls from the 1800s. That one hurt. <laughs> well, I mean, this is my third one, uh, and the final one is fuss budget. A nervous, fidgety person. I like it, man. Very, very good. Okay, and just to to wrap this whole man, I was really hoping you. We're going to forget, and then I could just bury you in an old-timey type fashion. You idiot chucklehead. I guess we're still using that one a That little hurts. Bit. I just don't like it. Tyler, on last week's show, we once again, because this isn't the first time, discussed the funniest words in the world. Did I look them up again? Sure. Affirmative. So, Tyler, I'm going to give you the word, and you tell me if you think it's on the top 10 funniest ah, word list. Gotcha. Okay? Up, Chuck. Yes. Bubby. Yes. Boff. No. Got Is that it one? A, yeah, it's wow. on there. Fish. No. Right about that one. Wrigley. Yes. Yaps. No. Giggle. Sure. Hand. No. The number one of all time, because I'm ending this list because I don't like how this is going, <laughs> is... Cooch, Tyler. Cooch is a great one. Cooch, we still had Jiggly, we had Puffball, we had Guffaw, but Cooch is the funniest word in the English language. Cooch is a great one. I'm sorry I didn't give you enough energy on that one. I hate you, Tyler. I know, I get it. Do you have... No, it wasn't that. It's just I thought we were going to get a musical thing going on, but it just felt like it was dragging down. You did nothing wrong. Don't beat yourself up. Do you have a segment for me here, buddy old pal? Sure. Lay it on me, dude. Remember, man, I have a totally original idea this week. So who'd you steal this from? Totally original idea. Got it. Let's okay. Now, Ryan, this idea is so original, but also so popular the last time I did it, I had to do a part two. Wow. So this is a sharp three? Sure. It's time for my totally original idea. First podcast on the right. Whoa! Mm -hmm. And what is first podcast on the right? Yes, that is right. We're doing a shallow dive into serial killers once again. Wow, I cannot believe that nobody's ever thought of this. That's incredible, bro. This week, we're going to be discussing the man that I find to be the most interesting. You're a trendsetter. Uh, the man that you... Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Richard Ramirez. Oh, really? A.K.A. the Night... Stalker. Oh, Richie. Oh, Richie. Okay, cool. Okay, so everybody who doesn't know, Richard Ramirez was, I would say, one of the, I, I don't know, I'm just going to come up with the term, heaviest hitters of the serial killer world. Hey, that's a great way He's to describe there with Dahmer, it. Dahmer, Bundy. But more terrifying. Uh, yeah. Well, no, not, not than Bundy. Bundy was scary, but Dahmer was a recluse. He just wanted to love people. Ramirez, this man that we're about to discuss, was evil incarnate. He wanted to watch the world burn. Yes. Yeah, he was the Joker, but uh, less restraint. And, and, and less handsome. 
Uh, I don't know. With some makeup, he probably would have been able to do something with that face. <laughs> Want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> I gave them to myself because I got some serious issues. Do you like them? Right. <laughs> Did they match my shoes? All right, let's hear about Richie Ramirez. Are you ready to dive into the shallow end, Ryan? I just said... I had it written down. I had uh, to read okay, it. Okay, I understand. My fault. Ricardo Leva Munoz Ramirez. Sheesh, nailed it. A child born into this world with ostensibly no chance at a normal life. And now why do you say that? Because of the circumstances that I'm about to describe. I know. I was just trying to be conversational. Thank you. No, that's perfect. Jump right in. And what's great about this is Ryan already knows a bunch about this story. So we're going to be able to jump back and forth. It's not like I'm talking to one of you stupid peasants out oh, there. You guys would honestly ruin the just show. Just ruin the show. Yeah. Tyler loves to know everything about World War II. I love to know everything about serial killers. So I'll tell you where you're wrong here, Tyler. And the sad part is, is we both don't know anything about either. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> and if you tell me that to my face, I'll stab you in your larynx. Born on February 20. 29th, 1960. So that means he's a Pisces. Oh, nice. He would He'll grow cut you in the Pisces. <laughs> he would oh, man, you're on it today. You're on it today. He would grow into one of the most terrifying humans of the modern age. Absolutely. A man seemingly born without a single shred of empathy, Ramirez would only be active in LA and a little bit in San Francisco for just a little over a year. Now, to put that into comparison, you have people like the Green River Killer, like Jeffrey Dahmer, who, or excuse me, like BTK, who did it for years. This was a single year. Well, and I think the reason is, is because those people that you just mentioned are all organized killers. Yes. This guy was the quintessential disorganized killer. This guy had no plans. He just let Satan take him where he wanted Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't Satan. It was, I mean, Satan is comparatively a nice guy. Oh, Satan is like, hey, chill with using <laughs> yeah. my name over there, Richie. <laughs> bro, bro. Chill out. Chill out. I gotta, I, I'll call you back later. <laughs> he was so terrifying. He would eventually bring the city of LA to its figurative knees with a population of over 4 million people. Yeah. 4 million. And this is, and I don't want to step on your dick here. You're good. The summer that this happened, they were experiencing rolling blackouts. Oh, yeah. Their electricity was coming and going, which just makes it so much more like a horror movie. It was very much like God had uh, in SimCity. You go into God mode, yep, yep, and you just set the yep, catastrophes. Yep. You just set random. Yep. <laughs> little Godzilla over here, little Typhoon over there. Throw a UFO destroying the city right over a there. A moose-boosh of me pooping on you. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, residents... Four million people and residents would be too scared to leave their homes. Gun sales shot through the roof, pun absolutely intended. Absolutely. People were terrified. And a spike in guard dog purchases. Guard doggery. All for a single person. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I personally find him most interesting due to two different things about him. First, his upbringing. His upbringing or his surroundings were a perfect storm of ways to build the perfect serial killer. Well, I know about his uncle, and I'm sure you're going to get into that because you can't tell the story without his uncle, Mike. Uh, but, yeah. But what about his parents? I don't, do you know anything about his parents? Because that's not ringing a bell. Absolutely. One of five children, his father, who was prone to fits of anger, would lash out and beat the ever-living shit out of whoever was in front of him. It was the 1970s. Everybody was doing that. Did not care one way or you the know other. What it is? It's all the lead and the gas. I honestly, there's something there we can reveal. I, I Absolutely. I, I, I want to look that up. The I, lead and the gas made people more aggressive. And for people who don't know what that means, up until I believe 1974, 
everybody was using leaded gas, which means- Yeah, you, you see unleaded everywhere and you just think of that as being gas. Yes, and yeah. people were actually, up until 1974, were breathing in lead, which as we know, super poisonous to the human body. Isn't that what happened with the Greeks and the aqueducts where they set up the aqueducts? I, I don't think know. you said this one time and then I proved it wrong, but I'll have to check it Wicked out. Review. Just I'm going back for more, baby. You could be right though, I don't know. Richard Ramirez saved me. <laughs> he's dead spoiler alert what? <laughs> the one person who had the most influence was his older cousin mike yes yes army veteran mike not even an army veteran mike a decorated green beret, beret. Yeah. combat veteran yeah. was himself a monster do we still have green berets yes oh absolutely. You, wait a minute so you're telling me that somebody who signed up to go across the ocean and kill for something that he doesn't really have a personal stake in is a monster? I absolutely don't want to say that all green all berets are- <laughs> Every single one of them, the green beret killer. <laughs> is that a two alarmist? They go around in swarms. We know what you're doing, you sickos. Thank you for your we, service, We by support the way. all of you, all right? Active in the Vietnam War, which the Vietnam War, there was atrocities happening left and right. It was a perfect breeding ground for serial killers. You're exactly right about oh. that. The unchecked social media, not as strong back then. Not doing well. Yeah. He would bring back photos of the women he raped. And in some of these photos, posing with the heads of yeah. people he had decapitated. Yeah. Now, yeah. Mike not only introduced Richard to these gruesome photos and stories, but also taught him how to move and kill with stealth. This man, this serial killer was trained by a green beret. What, what do you think happened to Uncle Mikey that, I mean, we, we know Richie Ramirez's story. Richie Ramirez also head injuries as a child. Yes, yes, he suffered a, uh, a head injury. I didn't even write that down yep. because we're doing such a shallow, dry, a shallow dive, but with a lot of serial killers, you'll find the thing that they have in common, uh, at least one of them, is uh, head injuries. They will experience severe head injuries at an early age. Well, right, there's the McDonald triad, which is arsony, cruelty to animals, and wetting the bed. Mm -hmm. The fourth one well, is- Wetting the bed uh, later than you should. Okay. Not anybody okay. who wets a bed. Well, then I might be a serial killer Tyler <laughs> that or I drink too much and the fourth one is could be both head injury which affects your frontal lobe which is your decision making your impulse control you see a lot of that the, the computer program that's that's made to run you has been uh altered has right. been exactly it's, it's right. faulty now exactly right uh so for those of you who don't know the green berets are the people that drop behind enemy lines and wreak havoc they are some of the most highly trained soldiers our country has to offer. I, I didn't know that. I'm interested in the Green Berets. I don't know a whole lot about it. They're I know it's the elite of the elite. Yeah, I mean, other than, you know, and I don't know how to do this comparatively, right. but other than maybe the Navy SEALs, the Green Beret are put through fucking hell. What about Marines? They don't have a stake in that? They are... Uh, they are a step above. Pick a side, Tyler. They are a step above uh, the Army and Navy and all that and their training. They get like an extra month or two of training. This Green Beret, it's a totally different level. Those pussies. Please stop doing that. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. I'll wear whatever hat you want. This, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this, this is Tyler and I love all of you. Do you have something in an olive though? I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is a dark green, you <laughs> This is not for me. During one terrible incident, Mike shot his wife in the face Killing her. Yeah, in front in front of Richie, right? Richard was there to see. Oh man, I stepped on your dick there. No, 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 no. Uh, That's that, that was perfect. Can you imagine that? No, I cannot. And neither can she, Tyler. No, she cannot. She cleared her mind like a Zen master. 
Sorry. Literally removed her, yeah. her brain. <laughs> After that, he moved in with his older sister, Ruth, and her husband, Roberto. Roberto. A peeping Tom. Oh, shit. That would then take Richard out on his nightly escapades. What is going on with you guys over there, bro? <laughs> Can we chill a bit? Just a bit? Like, why? He was moved from one training ground to the next to perfect yeah. his art. Yep, I guess, you know, it, these things were all set up perfectly, so we had a segment to do later it's on. It's unbelievable. I mean, appreciate your sacrifice, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> Shit. The second thing that I find the most interesting about him is the fact that he didn't have an MO, which he said earlier. Almost all serial killers have a type. Ted Bundy went after the women with the brown hair, parted right down the middle. That reminded them of his first girlfriend. John Wayne Gacy liked young boys, same as Jeffrey Dahmer, although Dahmer did like the hairless Filipinos. The Filipi and I get it. Hey, I don't like the way you did it, but I totally get it. I'm just going to back away from Shit that. Please go back to attacking the Green Berets. Fuck Please. I can't do one after another. I'll just rip you guys down like weeds in the garden. Bring it on over here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, you are you okay? I'm feeling weird today, man. Boy, I should not have done a serial killer oh, segment on It this. just gets me hard, and Tyler. It just gets me. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on for the love of God. Blood in my penis. Uh, you're doing it wrong. But Richard Ramirez, he did not discriminate. He would attack anyone at any time. Young, old, fat, thin, black, white. He did not care. Well, and he used all manner of weapons from handguns to knives to a freaking hammer. Well, he, as all unorganized, well, not all. I don't know that to be 100% true. As all disorganized killers, maybe give or take a little bit, they go without even taking their own weapon. He thought that he was being led by the devil. He thought that the reason that he wasn't getting caught is that the devil had made him invisible. Literally invisible. That that he was a demon carrying out, you know, demon's plans. And and that came later because the success of his of his uh endeavors, so to speak, the fact that he kept getting away with this stuff built up that false confidence. Of course, in him. confidences are stacked on top of confidences and I could understand believing in your own hype. And I think the most interesting thing about him is what I think made him very hard to catch was that he didn't have an MO and he would go out and he would try turning doors and opening up windows. And if it was locked, he moved on. If it wasn't, he went in. And to me, that is about as spooky as of a sentence as you could put together for some reason. I don't know why. Absolutely. And the thing is, is he didn't have anything, anything really that tied him like to anything. He would go out and just steal cars all the time. Yep. So he was always driving something different. Yep. And he wasn't even doing it to, well, I mean, what do I know? But I don't think he was even doing it to elude the cops. It just was his personality type. Well, so many serial killers, the way they get started is burglary. They, sure. they start to steal things. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, his first kill, at least that we know of, came in 1984. In the basement of the hotel he was staying at, he cornered nine-year-old May Lung. He proceeded to beat the girl senseless, rape her, stabbed her to death, and then post-mortem hung her body from a pipe. Not cool, Richie. Not cool, Not man. Not cool, bro. Honestly, we all have to do laundry down here, and you're being inappropriate in the common area. Hung her from a pipe? You, I'm washing my whites, and now you got this red all over it. I put it in the washing machine, not paying attention. Now my shit's pink. Everything's Thanks pink. Thanks a lot, dick. You know what, Richie? I'm sending this bill right to your receptionist. You asshole. Mm -hmm. Now, almost all serial killers, at least any that I can think of, any that I have read, of, uh, read about, almost all of them build up to their first kill. 
Like John Wayne Gacy, he would lure boys back to his house and then he would try to like talk them into doing things well, for him. Well, he tied them up and he would get them in a, in a prone position yep. and then back out. Make, and, them, make them vulnerable and then when they would cry, he, yeah. would, he would back out. He'd snap out of it. Until the one time he choked too hard, killed this boy and realized he just came his pants. Well, he, he it was an accident. That yep. happens a yeah. lot. They kill on accident. That's why I don't ever want to accidentally kill someone because I think I'd like it. Yeah. Oh, and you would never be able to get off on anything ever oh my, again. Well, well, I'm sure we could figure out a couple things. So now, like I said, almost all serial killers build up, and you're absolutely right. I wrote down here they're mainly accidents, right. you know, which right. which really, if you think about it, it's them subconsciously building up to they're it. They're putting themselves in the position absolutely. where somebody could die, and then it happens, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Richard Ramirez hit the ground running. Yep. This was his, again, as far as we know, first kill, and he went balls to the wall. He, he may have put his balls on the wall. Well, because he literally was in the advanced course with Uncle Mike and Pee Pee Tom. Uh, he was uh, he was bred for this. Oh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's he's a perfect the, He's the LeBron James of serial killers. It's unbelievable. He's just been raised as a star. If LeBron James knew stealth. I think LeBron James is a serial killer. I'm glad that we got that out. LeBron James knows stealth. His next victim would be a 79-year-old Jenny Vincow who was stabbed to death in her sleep. Her throat slashed so deeply she was nearly decapitated. Yep. She was basically a Pez dispenser, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> Why? Why? I just wanted to give the right imaging. Oh, Richie. <laughs> next up was 22-year-old Maria Hernandez who Richard shot in the face okay. as she was pulling into her garage. Now, she didn't die only because she lifted her hands to protect herself and was holding her keys. Oh my Lord. So it ricocheted off of her keys. That's incredible. It, unbelievable. Unfortunately, inside the house, her roommate, 34-year-old Dale Yoshi Okazaki, ducked behind the counter when he heard the gunshot, of course. What a hero. After, wow, he doesn't know what's going on. Get your shit together, Dale. After a few moments, he raised his head above the counter to get a look at what was going on, and Richard Ramirez had entered the room and was staring at him, ah! brought the gun up and shot him in the head, this killing what, him instantly. I tell you to always hold your keys. I'm holding my keys right now. I have a key fob and I don't know how much that's going to help me out, but always hold your keys. I mean, the kind of, can you imagine the survivor's guilt you must get by the luckiest of chances, a bullet ricocheting off your keys nah. and then finding nah. your roommate shot in the face? Fuck, Dale. You're crouching behind a countertop. You get out here and you help me, you piece of shit. That's look, what you get. Look, Dale, you're obviously about to die. Get out here and sacrifice yourself for me, okay? Exactly. Please. You, uh, we're going to be pest dispensers <laughs> together. Put yourself in harm's way, you asshole. Now, this is a shallow dive, so we can't get into all the killings, but I did want to show the audience how random his victims in terms, how random his victims were in terms of type. So remember, he started with a nine-year-old girl, then moved to a 79-year-old woman, then went to a 22-year-old, and then a 34-year-old. Yeah. He didn't give a shit. Which, generally speaking, when you're murdering these people, it stands for something in your mind. It is an icon, much like we said with Ted Bundy. The, the woman who broke up with him, it was him enacting revenge on this woman over and over again. Yep. Richie just loved to kill. He did. R Richie's, Richie's soup was all mixed up, man. Well, he, a lot of serial killers, it's a sexual release. Sure. And I'm pretty sure he had some sexual urges that went along with this, but- so many serial killers, it's not about the killing, it's the release they get from it. He just genuinely enjoyed his job. It's like BTK. Yep. BTK just loved the stalking and the and the 
the parts I don't know. I, I think it's the pain that they're that they're experiencing at all time to be able to give some of that to somebody else. You know what I mean? I, I guess so. I think Uncle I think Richie uh raped a, a senior citizen, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Now let's end this segment with this. You gotta cap- imagine she doesn't have a WAP. Am I right about that? Um more of a fupa. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying you're, you're going into a, I mean, and I don't want to be too descriptive here, mm-hmm. uh, a senior citizens, uh, you know, cooch, thank you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you got to imagine like dust is shooting out the sides, like sparks, like, Eee-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-
But mm. because this is 1984, they didn't have social media back then. So nobody in the bus knew what the fuck was going on. Right. They were sitting in their bus with a psychopath. Nobody knew. I'm sure that happens all the time. Uh, I wonder if it still happens. Well, I guess nobody picks their heads up from their phones anymore. So you could still kind of run anonymous. Oh, well, I, I, what I mean is being uh, how how often do we interact with a psychopath? You but, know? But I'm, well, what I'm saying specifically about this one is that if it had been uh, 2016, no, you're, you're totally right. Everybody would have known his face yeah. instantly. It would have been an Amber Alert. Oh, those Amber Alerts. Like, look, I hope you find your kid, but I'm in the middle of a, a of a of a game here. Yeah, I got a podcast going on and you're you're, you're kind of interrupting the flow. Really ridiculous. Yeah, and her name's not even Amber. Oh, we're just kidding. We hope you find your kid. I, yeah, no, I'm for sure. But stop, <laughs> stop bugging me. Yeah, just send me an email or something. So he is on this Greyhound bus going to meet his brother. And for whatever reason, I didn't even look it up. He was unable to find his brother. I'm wondering if maybe his brother saw him and saw the photo on, on the news and was like, nah, I ain't doing this. Nah, dog. <laughs> so after uh, failing to meet his brother, he goes back to L.A., gets off the bus and immediately sees cops everywhere. They are patrolling the airports. They are patrolling the bus stations. They are patrolling the trains. Everybody's in terror. Every what Everybody knows what he looks like. So yeah. everybody is specifically looking for a single person. A noticeable face. He runs into the convenience store. He knows something's wrong. Like, whoa, look at all these cops. Runs into the convenience store where he hears a couple of older Mexican women fearfully pointing at him ay, ay, ay. and saying again and again, El Matador. Diablo, El Matador. Diablo. El Matador means the killer. Oh, does it? Yes. Wait a minute. So a matador in a bullfighting ring is because he's going to kill the bull. Fucking assholes. Wow, that's we'll terrible. get into that later. Matadors are garbage they, people. They tweak their balls. That's when Ramirez saw his face plastered on every newspaper in the store. He flees in panic, tries a couple of carjackings while people are following him, runs across the highway, wow. jumps a couple of fences. Meanwhile, the crowd behind him is growing and growing and growing. This is like a movie. As everybody is screaming, it's the Night Stalker, it's the Night Stalker. Wow. They finally tackle him in a backyard. And they beat the shit. And they beat on him. Yeah. But they don't just beat on him. They continuously beat on him yeah. until the cops come and save his life. Yeah, and then the cops jump in there. Well, now he's white, so they probably left him alone. <laughs> no, he's Spanish, bro. They don't mind. I'll beat him! <laughs> beat him. His breath is a little off-putting, if I could be totally honest. But beat him! So you have these people where, imagine one man, just adrenaline shooting through him. His life is on the line and he is jumping fences and crowds of people like World War Z yep. swarming yep. over these fences. Follow the wet leather. Oh my God. And, and they literally held him down, a group held him down and just pummeled him. I mm. mean, pummeled him. And that is the story of Richard Ramirez. Now, I highly suggest, as I said, this is a shallow dive. So if you're into the serial killers, if you find them fascinating, go check out uh, uh, any source you can. Um, it, he is so fascinating. He's a good one. Not my favorite, but he's a good one. I don't know about a good one. He's an interesting one. Ah, that's I don't what know I mean. Everybody good. knows what I mean. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Hey, incredible. I really, Thank you. I really, really enjoyed that. And uh, we're going to move forward here because I know we're... We've run out of show a long time ago. And we I'm got, sweaty. Yeah, it is disgusting in here. So let me just go ahead and throw this out of here. Tyler, do you remember the band Bush? The band? Yeah, absolutely. Like the That was a 90s band. Sure. Yeah. Do you remember the song Machine Head? I'm sure I'd know if I heard it. That's 
to work out. That's not yes. Machine Head. Now, no, that wasn't it. I don't think I'm allowed to play it. Now, Tyler, now this one, I told you that I may have a, a controversial workout banger on today's show. Uh-huh. Beastie Boys Intergalactic. Oh, absolutely a workout banger. That's not a workout What banger. are you talking about? Doesn't hold up, What man. are you talking about? Doesn't, go check, go listen to it again. It's just the three white guys talking to each other. The first album to ever get launched into the into space. Damn it. The, the first rap album to ever make the number one on the top 100 charts. Beastie Boys. Uh, not great. Not great. Their lyrics aren't great. You're go, wrong. Go back and listen to it. Hey, listen, it's not my choice. You're That's literally the one. Workout banger. It's just not. You're literally the one hitting the not. button. Well, Tyler. You have really strong opinions about the Beastie Boys and Intergalactic, so let's see if you have a strong opinion about the very last round of Pick a Side. Tyler can't spell nuance, and he's a felon as well. Wait a Sporting multiple war crimes and appointment with hell. He can cry and can cry, but we'll make him decide, so come on. All right, Tyler, final culinary edition of Pick a Side. I'm going to talk to you about chicken wings, buddy. People fight about this all the time. Do you like the flat? Do you like the drums? Which one is easier to eat? Which one has little springs and tubes in it? I'm going to nail you down and make the answer, Tyler. Should we sever all business ties with China? Flats and absolutely. Pick a side, Tyler. Yes. Really? Yes. But Tyler, it could completely crumble our economy. We can't do it all at once, a but lot we of need- fart. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. Wow, you don't care about the little man in America. I think that could really be an issue for us moving forward. But hey, it's your choice. You're putting your neck out there, buddy. There's a Holocaust in China, Ryan. Well, I understand that, and I, and, and I could pick a side on that, but that's not what we're talking about. But that's that's all right. I we, mean, Uyghur Muslims being sold as slaves, Ryan. Okay, and I understand all that, and I'm not picking a side on that. I guess you're just forced not, sterilization to the women, Ryan. You're just not worried about the the little guy. Indoctrination of the children, Ryan. Farmers in America being shut down because Tyler don't give a fuck. Okay, wow, controversial take. Great job, great job, Tyler. Uh, we we came out swinging today. We were presented with a lot of challenges, and I feel like we rose to said challenges. You did a great job, man. I enjoyed this one. Thank you. Other than the the water pouring down my body right now, like this was that. a lot of fun. I like 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 Uncle Mike. You're waterboarding yourself, and I like that. <laughs> Turning me on now. You can find us at thoseguysyouhate.com, guys underscore you hate on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Reach out, touch us, touch yourself. Oh, let's, let's all see it. Let's not forget at T H S E guys you hate on Twitter. Well, we haven't really done anything with that recently. So we did not, we, we could not afford the O in the first of those. So T H S E guys you hate. That's a terrible joke, and I hate that name, and we're going to fix it. Tyler, you know who we haven't thanked is you guys for being there. This yes. thing is up and running. I can't believe we're on 65. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense to me. Wild. And we love you guys so much. Tyler, what is the moral of the story? The moral of the story is breathing in lead is bad. Huh. Apparently, controversial. If you, take. if you breathe in lead, 
you're going to become angry and you're going to become so angry that instead of turning into a green rage monster, you're just going to become a little Hispanic man that cuts people. To okay, death. that's fine. And you'll be remembered in the annals of history forever. Good on you. Absolutely. I mean, the annals of history, maybe. And just know a springboard off of that joke onto this. Watch our let's watch our anger, guys. There's so much anger out in the world. There's so much anger within us. And I think it's very important that we pay attention to that and just uh, try to be patient with ourselves and be patient with others because we all know how fucking frustrating people can be. I disagree. <laughs> Ryan, what's the moral of the story? I'm going to jump off of what you're saying. I, I'm going to go the opposite way. I think we need to put the lead back in gas because right now everybody is still all fucking nasty with each other. And at least back then we had somebody to blame it on. Population control. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let's all start eating paint like they used to in the 60s, guys. Remember how good life was back then? Hey, just start pushing mercury across the kitchen floor. It's a Damn good time for right. all. Listen, lead back in the gas. We love you, you motherfuckers. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Now red circle for real. Now red circle for real. Typing Tyler. Yes. Serpent type. Serpentine. Okay, Tyler. Yes. I told you this already. These these podcasts that we do, they're almost like little time capsules. It's this little iteration. It's this little tiny fragment of our time. And I went back and listened to the first session that we ever put out. And I've already told you this. You were riddled with anxiety prior to that. I and, over the first episode. and after that really? and during it. Really? Uh, yeah, having nothing to do with what we're talking gotcha. about. It's just the way I live my life. Yeah, um, sounds healthy. It's really good, and my hair is falling out in patches. Is that I'm not a doctor, but no, it's not. Oh, okay. no, it's not. That's <laughs> I mean, a thick, full mane that you got there. Me. I forgive me. I misspoke. It's coming in in patches. Ah, there we go. It's like growing on the back of my tongue, and I'm a bit worried, Tyler. But I heard a name that I haven't thought of in a long time, and that is One Tooth. And I just wanted to put on the nationally syndicated radio show, One Tooth, we fucking miss you, bro. We yeah. miss you. We hope you're out there gumming your food and, and missing us the same way that we feel. You know what we're, I mean? We're not on SoundCloud anymore, so you got to come over to the big dogs. You got to come over to Spotify or Apple Music. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> shit. I don't know if One Tooth plays that game, though. My boy's growing up right in front of me, and we haven't gotten a single solitary fire emoji in so long. It's been we a just while. want you to know that we miss you, One Tooth. Mm -hmm. And if you stop listening, we hate you, and you're a piece of shit. And you better be keep. Uh, oh, that's a good sign. You better be taking care of that one tooth. I ain't calling you no tooth. That, <laughs> that's that's not going to work. That's like, uh, you know, no beard. You got to be Blackbeard. You know what I mean? One tooth, get your shit together. Um, Metro beard. Now, listen to me. I'm going to very quickly use this little piece of the pregame to talk about something that nobody gives a fuck about. All right. Okay. My watch. The it's watch. watch. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, I, I remember all my, my grand plans to cut out all of my goal setting at five, five, five. When well, I, you, you were a slave to I, this. I, I was, yes. I was, we had talked about on the show. Am I allowed to use that reference in 2021? Slave is a very, very loaded word. Am I allowed to say that? We're right down the street from the city of Plantation, so I think you're allowed to do whatever you want, Tyler. 
I don't like what you did there, but I respect it. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> it was it, out of comedy uh, yeah. rhetoric. Yeah. It was pretty good. I don't believe in what I just said, but because I am such a comedian, I had to say it. And you had no problem looking me right in the eyes as you said it. That I knew you were lying. You knew I knew you were lying. Yeah. yeah. And I knew you knew I knew you were lying. And you did it anyway. That's just the way that I live my life. You're basically shameless. like my girlfriend. Speaking of shameless, we got a shameful admission coming up for the first time since that time you made me cry. Well, if you're hearing this, then you've already heard the shameful admission because this is going to be uh, after that. Back to the fucking future, am I right? <laughs> so the idea is with these goals that I put on my Apple Watch is that I was trying to get to them every single day. Yes, Tyler? I hope you guys enjoyed that shameful admission, by the way. Oh, I know we killed it. I can't believe I said that out loud. Oh my God. That is crazy. Sorry, mom. All right. So tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, Tony, Tony, Tony. So what it eventually ended up happening was I wanted to make it to five, five, five days. Cause I was at 549 days. Perfectionism. And yeah. And I'm a kook and God did not see it fit to let it happen that way. That's too easy. An incredible number of circumstances where I plugged the watch in and it into a dead socket and it wasn't charging. I, my Band broke. I got another band, and then that band broke because without the band, you can't wear it. And I couldn't pick up your watch charger because I was late. That is exactly right. Mm -hmm. And when I finally got all the things together, I didn't have enough time in the day to get my standing hours. And since then, I have completely quit cold turkey. And what I can tell you on the other side is, didn't really change much. Yeah, really, really. You, you expect this big giant thing, and you know. It's the buildup. It's exactly the buildup right. that you're worried about. But the once the drop off, you realize it's just a like a foot deep. It sounded to me like you were just talking about an orgasm in Tyler. All my orgasms are one foot deep. Oh, gross. Is that a I know. Mm. You sure you want to go I down know, that rabbit hole? No, no. That's how I reach orgasm. Uh, oh, OK, <laughs> so <laughs> Richard Gear, eat your gerbil out. <laughs> It's a single person human centipede. Uh, now, I'm just going to give you very quickly a, a quick little story that deals with my severe embarrassment. Okay. And I'm going to make it quick because we don't have time. Wait, are we doing the shameful admission right now? Nope. Oh, nope. This oh. is just a little story to warm up my brain. Mm. I'm feeling a little soupy today. Uh, <laughs> a little soupy? <laughs> what is that? It's mean? humid down there, Tyler. <laughs> Oh, you mean swampy. Swampy, excuse oh, me. Oh, not soupy. Excuse me. That's a different thing. That's a plastic diaper that you have shit in. Oh, then I did mean soupy. Please forgive me. I am feeling soupy and swampy and all sorts of swell words. Well, I figured out where that smell's coming from. Soupy, swampy, and swasty. Now, Tyler, I go to the gym, and I need for everybody to know about it, okay? Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. so that served that purpose. But also, when I get there, what they need to do, much like when we get to work, is they scan your forehead with a little thermometer to let you go in, okay? It used to make a beeping noise, but it hasn't in, you know, months and months. Yeah. I think the thing's dead, and they're just doing that to make us feel okay. Absolutely. Which is great. I'm well, fine with well, it. Well, it's probably not even to make the customers feel okay. I'm sure that's part of it. But just in case the government doesn't crack down on their ass for whatever sure. reason, if somebody comes in, oh, hey, they're doing their part. Look at that. And I don't even think they're trying to be against, you know, the law. I just think they ran out of batteries, and they're just waiting for somebody to stop on the way in and get it. You know what I mean? Like, or, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Or this is Miami, and nobody gives a shit. Well, it's not. The one I'm talking about is in Broward. Nice try. It's basically Miami-esque. Agreed. Agreed. Miami is enveloping it as we speak. Uh -huh. So 
What I have done since the very beginning is the guy puts the little gun up. It's the same guy. Well, not every time, but almost every freaking time. I'm a man of schedule, so I see the guy almost every day. Mm -hmm. He is an older man. He is a kind man. He is a black man. I hope that third thing is relevant it's to the story. It's not at all. It's okay. not, I'm just painting a picture. All right, theater I'm of the mind. A, he's very nice and he's very kind. Oh, oh yeah, you really had to point out the how very nice he is. Very articulate, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> no jewelry whatsoever. Not a, not a stone in, on him. Incredible. He's never backhanded <laughs> me. So he scans my little forehead. I walk on. I mean, this guy is just, he just has a vibe of kindness to him. You oh, know? I like that. Like a wise old janitor in a, in a coming of age tale. Not that all who are all black. No, that well, <laughs> name one white coming of age janitor uh, that that spreads positivity. Hmm. I'm I'm sure I'm going to think of something. Sure. Don't yeah. don't, don't we, paint me into this racial corner. I did the plantation thing ten minutes we ago. We can review. We can review. Kindly old white boy. So white janitor. I pull up my hat. He scans my little forehead. Well, not my little. I got a big old forehead. He scans my big old forehead like he's projecting a movie at a drive-in. Mm -hmm. I go on about my way. This has been going on for about a year. COVID. Heard of it? Finally, this guy with a severe amount of frustration says to me, dude, it's been going on for a year. You could just give me your arm. And it it it, it, it hurt me. You mean for him to, to hold the thermometer up to I your arm? I don't need your forehead. Why do you keep putting your forehead over here? Just because give that's me your, what you're supposed to measure. Just give me your arm. And he said it to me in a way that it seemed to me like he's been having a fight with me for the last four months yeah. and never mentioned it well, to me. Well, he's been having a fight with himself and then it finally blew up like, I got to tell this guy, I don't want to get next to his sweaty forehead anymore. Fuck him. I think oh, we can all agree. Air of kindness. E-R-R -R of kindness. Air of kindness, you're right. Because he could have communicated it to me in a better way. You're not a kindly old janitor. You're a mean old dean. He's not even a janitor. I'm not calling him a janitor. I'm just painting a verbal picture, Tyler. And I mean, every dean in every movie was just trying to do their job. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that principal who turned out in real life to be a pedophile, just trying to do his job <laughs> in the movie. And what's his job to fuck <laughs> Forgetting the part that he loves children way too much. I can't he was trying to do his job. I cannot forget about, you know, Epstein. <laughs> oh, that, hey. that, that deserves it. Formulating, and then I stuck the landing. That's pretty good. Tyler, I don't want to waste this, this, this comedy gold on the pregame. Let's get rolling.